passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curtis and Dean Bacon. Have another great one today, but before we get into it, please subscribe, like, and hit that notification bell if you're watching. If you're just listening, please rate and review, um, and leave us any kind of questions or comments that you might have, whether it be on the YouTube or on social media, where you can find us at Believe in Tennessee on our main account. Uh, so on this week's episode, we're talking the recruits that we got and one that we didn't. Uh, Francis, big offensive lineman, ends up going to Miami. But we picked up a few defensive players that might just help us here in the future. So we're excited about that. And we also talk about USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten and what that means for the SEC's future. And who might we add just a little wrinkle in there but gonna be a great podcast let's jump into it the game snap the kick is in the air and the kick this time is no sir Reed. no sir Reed. final score tennessee 20 florida 17 pandemonium reigns loads up all right, so before we jump into the podcast, shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. Uh, if you're wanting to go anywhere to bet, this is the place. It's the number one source for all the best odds, the stats, everything that comes with it. They've got stuff on the NBA playoffs going on. They've got stuff on MLB. They have golf. They have fighting. They have even casino. So everything you could think of, this is the place to go. It's the best place to bet. And it makes everything more exciting when you do it. So hop on over there. When you do go over there, it's super easy to get started. Um, you can use your mobile device or you can go on their website and use a promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. When you sign up and you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So 
awesome, free money. So why not use Believe as your little code when you go there? Um, tell, them, tell them that we sent you. Uh, so head on over again. That's B-L-E-A-V promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Another exciting podcast for you. Um, happy 4th of July, by the way. We are recording this on the Monday, and we did it on this day for a specific reason, just in case. Uh, old Francis was coming to Tennessee, but doesn't look like that's happening. Uh, but before we get into that bad news, Reed, how we doing, bud? Happy 4th of July, Tyler. Happy 4th of July, everyone out there. Um, hope everyone's having a great, fun, safe time. Hopefully everyone's with getting to spend time with family or doing things that you all enjoy doing together. Uh, as you can see, I have pulled up residency back at the Chinese restaurant. So I drove the 10 hours from Naples, Florida yesterday. A little early, a little early. So we were supposed to be down there until the... 17th but i'm come i came back a little early due for some work uh stuff so mm-hmm. i miss ariel very very much it sucks having to leave her and not the golf was to, nice what's that i said but golf was nice i'm sure what do you mean golf i mean you live on a your parents live on a golf course so that's all i was saying you get back home it's like immediate mm, mm. Yeah, yeah yeah well first off this is the first time I think this is uh, I, I've, I've, I think I've had alcoholic beverages on here before. It's been a while. It's sometimes I think I had like, I think one night we did I a think podcast. You had a whiskey night. Once. No, I had wine once. No, no, I had wine once. And I think I did a uh, apple juice and Tito's, but today staying with the nice 96 calories, only 2.5 carbs. And it is ice cold delicious. Cause it was in a cooler from a party. My parents had last night. Fantastic. My beer is uh, twice as much alcohol in it <laughs> as yours. Yeah. So, Yeah, well, you're twice as much as the baby. So anyways, back to what I was saying, uh, I drove I drove home yesterday and uh, I really miss Ariel. And but we had a great time down there. It was awesome to experience it. I, I'm happy to be home and see my parents and I'm a big family guy, so I'm great. I'm, I'm excited to be back with them, but really miss her, excited for our next adventure, wherever her next contract is. And, um, yeah, so I hope everyone's just having, a, like I said, a great, fun, safe day. I don't know about you, man, but Fourth of July has always been, like, one of my favorites. It seems now that I've gotten a little bit older, it kind of is hit or miss. Like, a couple years ago, or, like, last year and a couple years ago, like, I was, we were always getting together with the Memphis crew, and it was always fun. Like, last year, we went tubing in Townsend and came back here and ate and drank. And a couple years before that was golf and swimming pool. Um, so, it's – and when I was younger, I used to love shooting fireworks off. Absolutely loved it. And then, you know, our dog that we ended up getting uh, when I was younger didn't like it, so we stopped it. Now, Annie, our new golden, she does much better with them, but, like, I don't feel the need – to go and buy multiple hundreds of dollars and shoot off like I used to. Like, I, I love that. And and I think probably when I have my own house again, if I'm out on some land, then I'll, I'll be letting it rip again. Yeah. I sometimes I'm on the fence about it. Fourth uh, of July. And the only reason is my birthday is the seventh of July. So it always coincides with my birthday. It takes over my birthday and my sisters. She's, she's the second 
So what usually happens is our birthday is on 4th of July because that's when everybody else is getting together also. Right. Uh, and then like growing up, it just sucked because you like you don't get to see your friends in the middle of the summer like you would during the school year. And usually they're like, oh, no, I'm doing something with my family for the 4th. So that right. kind of sucked having a birthday right next to it. But there were also good times. Like once I got to college, everybody wanted to do something on the 4th. And it was right. like, well, isn't this great? It's also my birthday. <laughs> um, <laughs> you show up, you show up and it's like, hey, we're here for the 4th of July party. And it's like, hey, guys, it's my birthday. And like, and it's Kyler's birthday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's just like my, my birthday's a little footnote on the 4th of July banner for the yeah. for the party. <laughs> Um, you may you get you send like one of the females out to like go pick up some like cupcakes or like a cookie cake and be like we sing uh, you know sing to you and let's be done with this. Uh, no, I, most likely I'm bringing my own cake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> going to Kroger, get him to write "Happy Birthday, Kyler" on it, cookie cake, yeah. and like I show up. Oh yeah, I brought cake for myself. You don't get any thanks. <laughs> yeah, I gotta worry. keep I gotta keep this 330 pound frame. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited to talk um, today. Only all because of this podcast, man. Because, and I, I don't mean because I wanted to be able to talk about it. But yeah. this podcast brings me back into somewhat remotely concentrating on recruiting. So I knew today was was Francis's commitment, and so I was. You know, I, I was hanging out by the pool. Just planning your week around a 17-year-old. No Stupid, biggie. bro. I know. 17-year-old that, like, I'll never meet, talk with, whatever. But I'm just chilling at the pool. And I said, hey, what, what time is it? And they're like, yeah, it's 3.30. And I was like, man. So I called you. You're like, dang like, it, my phone's not blowing up. So that's not good news. No, 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 no. I, did, I left the phone inside on purpose. So, so I asked somebody, so I came inside to the house and I called you and I was like, where'd he go? And you're like, he didn't choose us. And I was like, damn. Cause I said last night, I thought he was going to go to Miami. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk today about Francis just real quickly. And then we're going to hit on the good news of the three. We're going to kind of break down the films of the other three recruits that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, let's hear, let's go ahead and hear your take on it. <sighs> Yeah, I, you know, I originally guessed Alabama because I thought if he was really trying to go down the development route, that that would be it. Um, that would be the place to go. But Miami is not what I thought. I'm not sure if Mario Cristobal being an offensive lineman made a difference for him. Uh, I will tell you this, Mario Cristobal will not be teaching him any techniques as an offensive lineman, that's just not like, he does not have time to teach one individual player techniques. Sorry. Um, and makes me think like, who knows, maybe he got a really good bag out of Miami. I mean, they paid a four-star quarterback, 12 million. And it's like, he's a five-star left tackle, a guaranteed left tackle, like a sure thing kind of thing. Um, so Hell, if they paid him a bunch of money to go down there, good for him. He took advantage of it. And good for Miami. That's part of the game now. Like, shell it out, bro. Uh, So, yeah, I'm disappointed that he's not coming here. Like, that would have been very nice to have on the offensive line. 
you know, me and you, we love the big uglies. We love the big guys up front. So, yeah, it just stinks to miss on it. But like I said, and like I will say, with every single recruit we ever have, oh, well, like life goes on. We got we to gotta snap and clear and go look at the next five-star we can pick up. Like it's – like that's just the, the you know – the beast that we're in is just like, you, you really just have to be like, okay, like we'll keep sending you letters and maybe a text every now and then just in case that commitment falls through, but now it's on to the next one. So, um, you know, is my day ruined? No, not, not at all. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to get that upset. I'm not going to, um, act like the world's falling, the sky's falling for multiple reasons. First off, we don't know if he is. I'm, I'm a big rivals guy. I don't know why. Like if I look at recruiting stuff, I go to rivals, I don't go to 24 seven, all these other ones. And he's a four star on here. I'm not knocking the fact that like, I don't think he's awesome. The funny thing is, is I haven't even really looked at his highlights thoroughly. I've looked at a little bit of them and saw some stuff, but like, I just kind of was like, he's an offensive tackle. That's that. The fact that he's off his tackle, he's, he's great size. He looks like a good athlete, and he's got everywhere one. And that's what made me fall in love. It wasn't like I watched him and was like, oh, I fell in love. So, you know, yeah. it's, so it's not like I haven't even really watched his film because I try not to do that unless they commit. He didn't commit, so I didn't really want to watch it. But for me, it was just like, I mean, all recruiting is is just I've said it once. I've said it a million times. Like, all it is is hype and 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 – building off momentum and like I just wanted the positive momentum from him um but I don't think this is over I mean what if Miami goes out and lays a massive dud That's, I mean re- yeah what if they win and, five games and we and we keep recruiting and we play really well and you know we do whatever now granted that could go the other way like other teams can play well and we could crap out and we lose the kid that we just got from Kentucky so you, you never know like you you got to put some good product out there Miami is known, I guess, or they've been talked about spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So maybe that maybe that was some of it. Um, for me, and traditionally though, like, they've been known for developing talent, but like recently, that's just not been the case. The funny thing is, what I was going to say, Kyler, is like I don't. Besides money, or besides just feeling really good about the place, and feeling really good about the culture of Mario Cristobal. Like, I don't think Miami's very good. I, I, I honestly don't like Miami, Nebraska, Tennessee, Texas, all these ones that are like, are they ever going to be back to where, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I, I just think that Miami's going to be overrated a little bit every year. They might be like 17 or 18, maybe 11th. And then once they play someone that's actually pretty good, they end up getting walked. Like, they don't. I just think they're kind of that fake hype, and I don't. You think see it. You see them like Notre Dame. I actually no. I actually think Notre Dame's better than Miami. And yeah, I kind of they're kind of in the same family, but just like yeah. a little bit different. Like, I mean, Notre Dame is overrated, but I I still think they're better. Than, I think they're much better off than Miami. Uh, I I think Miami is. I think it goes out of those teams that I just named. I think it goes Nebraska, Miami, and then Tennessee and Texas are kind of the same. For me, even though Texas should be better because they, they're Texas, they have, you know, unlimited resources and money and stuff. But, like, I just won't ever believe Texas is back, folks, until mm-hmm. they win a national championship and then repeat 
with another 10 win season after it, because like, that's what they were doing. So uh, for me, yeah, I don't get, you know, I don't get why he went to Miami. I mean, I'm looking at it. They're like 15th. We're 11th in recruiting. Um, But like I said, maybe he got money. Maybe he uh, had a good, really good relationship with that quarterback from out there because they got a quarterback. uh, um, Their quarterback is also from California. And yeah, so you get, you get money, you got a good relationship. You like the head coach. Like, okay, I get it. So um, anyways, yeah, it stinks. And the only reason that I say it stinks for me is because he's offensive line. I, I would not have cared if we missed out on a four-star, five-star, if he was anything else uh, except for offensive line or defensive line or edge. Those are the yeah. ones that bother me because we've already got our, our we've already got our, our quarterback. So all the other ones, I don't really care. Exactly. That's why it's like when Arch went to Texas. It's like okay, well, we already have our five-star. Like we're not going to get two. Right. Right. Well. And- um. And yeah, like I told you, I never ever saw us getting arch anyway, so I wasn't ever no. trying to get that. But but anyways, um, so yeah, last thing on Francis, I don't, I mean, keep recruiting him. You never know what happens with Miami. Like, what happens? It comes out that there's a scandal down there. They don't play well, or Mario Cristobal leaves after a year to go to the NFL. Dude, you never know. Like, so yeah, it, you know, it is what it is. It just yes, we both think it stinks because of of the position. Yeah, and food food for thought. Miami possibly coming to the SEC. I know that's been in talks. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but let's go and talk about the other three recruits that we got this past week, other three commits. Um, let's start with Tyree Weathersby. So defensive line, more like a defensive end. He's 6'4", 250. Uh, so he has that body type. He's long. I feel like that's the first thing you notice when you put on the tape, like, Long, lanky arms, lanky legs. Straight line speed is what I see because of those long arms, those long legs, I mean. I mean, it it feels like if he were to get – like his 40 is probably better than maybe his on-field speed, if you want to say that. Like, I bet he runs a pretty fast 40. I haven't even looked it up, but I bet he does. Um I did see some like instinctual stuff out of him where it was, Hey, I'm going to pinch on this play. I'm going to dive deep. I can see that they're about to run the ball. This is the best way I can, you know, beat the inside cutoff of the tackle or the tight end. So that was good to see. Um, But I'd like to see a full game. Uh, You know, some of these guys, like you can already tell from their highlights, like, yes, this guy's a game changer. Like he can do whatever he wants on the field. I can see it from the highlights. His, I, I wanted to see a full game. I wanted to see if there were instances of him getting blocked, of him getting moved, because um, it did feel like there wasn't a lot of quick twitch out of him. Um, like I said, the straight line speed that he had, but there wasn't, I, I just did, I felt like, you know, possibly if he was in space, he'd get juked out immediately. I, I just felt like he was so kind of lanky and big and big steps that it doesn't go well for a quick change of direction. Um, but, I mean, solid three-star, solid body type to put on weight if he wants to, uh, you know, got the frame that you need to be a good defensive end. So that part is good. That part is good for a three-star. I'll say that. So I actually got his highlights pulled up again here because I watched I watched him, I guess, the day he committed, just laying in bed, 
so it wasn't anything like super intently or whatever. I got them pulled up here before I jump into that, just to kind of go over, like you said, what'd you say, six four two fifty? Did you already read off what he is? Yeah. Yeah, so six right four two fifty. Yeah. So, um, you know, you know me. I like to always look at the like what other offers, and it's a it's a pretty good offer list. It's not great. I mean, I would say the biggest schools on here are Tennessee, Kentucky. Michigan State, South Carolina, I guess, like maybe Virginia Tech, if you want to call that a big-time school. So it's like my point to saying all that is like pretty good offer list, but Tennessee should win that. I mean, what's mm-hmm. our biggest competition on here, Kentucky and Michigan State? Well, like he's a Georgia, he's a Georgia boy. Is a Douglasville, Georgia kid really going to go to Michigan State? Is that really what he wants to do? I yeah. would like to see – you know, I wish there was a Georgia offer you know, in an Alabama offer or Florida offer. But say on all that to say this, I actually do really like this film. Um, I think, and I'm watching it again now as I talk, but like from what I saw, like I think he shows up and he shows out. Like I think he's, I think he's fast. I think he's physical. I thought he used his hands really well. I mean, there was one where it looked like a super – veteran move where like you know swipe and just absolutely bullied the guy with his hands I, I I just I just feel like this is one of the better highlight tapes I've seen for some of the other ones that we've watched recently mm-hmm. and so that's why like I don't know like hey what what where where's the four star or where's the Alabama offer the Georgia offer or, or whatever yeah but this is but I'm just watching the tape and it's just like I I, I really like what I see like like I said, for for defensive end, like like you said, he is long, but like I think he plays physical. I think he uses hands well. Like I just, I mean, if someone showed me this, I would have said he was probably a four or five star. So, I, I mean, I'm just watching again here. He moves well. He's long. Like, do you I think, think even, some of like he, his like, movements? He, yeah. Once like his once he like gets out in space is Gumby ish, where it's like, see, I see. I, see, you said that in yours, and I was like, wait, if this is the same one that I remember watching, I don't – like, I thought he was pretty good in space, like, against the quarterbacks and running backs. Okay. So, I, I think I, I think he's good. Like, I don't – when you said Gumby-ish, I thought he was going to be like, like, all over the place like a baby deer and, like – Yeah, no. Like, I mean, if you're all over the place like a baby deer, you're not even – you're not even a star. Like, you don't <laughs> – you don't even get looked at. I, I I'm – a lot of his plays, he he has chased down plays, chasing down the quarterback from behind, chasing out a running we'll back, that. taking good angles, I guess, and, and cutting off the running back, which is good, which is like yeah. where the instinctual part where I was coming from explaining that. But there, I just felt like there was times, like if there was a mobile quarterback, they could just go a little duck and weave and he would miss completely. I, I just felt like there were times with his steps being so big he would get overextended and miss something. See, I don't, I'm bro. I, I respect you, but I just don't see it with that. I completely disagree. Like I'm watching these again and everything I see, like I love, like I, I, I really do. Like, I'm not like, this isn't like reads top five highlight tapes of all time. Like I joke with some of these guys that we've watched, but like, I, I really like him. Like I said, like, I like he's physical. I think he has no wasted motion. I think he's instinctive. I love his effort. I love how hard he plays. Like, this guy is not just a come off the edge and use speed. Like, he's bullying some of these kids. He's, 
He's running the line of scrimmage. He's holding his own. Hell, he's doing more than holding his own. He's resetting the line of scrimmage if it's a run play. Like, I mean, right here, you just played a read option. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just really like what I see from the kid. Like, this is somebody that I'd be excited about. Like, some of these other three stars we've watched, I'm like, okay, yeah, I see about a three star. For him, I think it's different. I, I think this gets I, – I like what I see from this kid. Like, I, I legitimately think he's good because there's not – like, there's I don't see there's a much of a weakness. Like, I think he's fast, yeah. physical, athletic pretty good in space, uses his hands already because we've already talked about that before, that some of these mm -hmm. guys don't use their hands well in high school. I, I I like this kid a lot. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I do like a lot of attributes of him, but, like, that was another reason why I wanted to see the full, full a full game film. I just felt like I was just missing something that I wanted to see more of. And it, that's probably – my mind going that place too, because wondering the same thing, like, okay, what makes him a three star? If he has six four two fifty, it's like, here's your prototypical uh, defensive end, you know? Okay, so what makes him a three star? Why is he not a four or a five? I wonder if, like, you know, he struggled in camps, you know, didn't do good in pass pro, because like shit like that can definitely sway a coach. Where they're just like, nah, he, he, it's yeah, not it. sure, sure. And there's and there's probably a lot of other competition. Maybe he doesn't have an offer from George because there's a lot of other guys in George that might that people think are better. That that's fine. I'm telling you, they just showed him on kickoff, and he absolutely cleaned somebody out on kickoff. And like, yeah. I'm not. I mean, yeah, it's impressive that he cleaned someone out on kickoff. I love that shit. But like, he should because he's six four two fifty. But what impressed me the most was his most like his movement. And like he just set the line of scrimmage right here. Like I'm telling you, I'm I'm now they got him on kickoff looking like a wedge breaker. I mean, I for six four two fifty and he's outrunning these other guys. Like, let me he's see. He's fired this. up. Yeah, I, yeah, I like this. I'm not. I'm not. He, like love, I said, I'm hey, not, he loves the D lineman. I do, but there's some D lineman that I'm just like WTF. Like, what's going on with this? But I, I, I'm a, I, I like this. I, I'm a Tyree guy. Um, so yeah, Good. I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see that because that's really – like I said, I watched it in bed like probably three, four nights ago. And I was like, oh, this isn't bad. But I didn't watch it intently. But, like, now that I'm rewatching it again, I yeah, I don't know why he's a three-star or didn't have yeah. any offers. But, I'm, I'm listen, th that's a film that I like. I, I think that's one of those guys that I would not be surprised at all. In two years from now, I'm like, dang, he's out there. Making balling plays. Out. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, Derek Barnett, but he's out there, yeah, making plays. So, all right, let's talk about – I want to hear what you think about we finally get a linebacker. And this guy is actually pretty good size. So Yes, he is. Uh, so, Jeremiah Tlander or Tlander, I wasn't sure, like, which way to say it. 6'2", um, 220, which automatically, like, I was like, okay, good. That's, like, good to see. You yeah. can always put, like, 10, 15 more pounds. And then turned on the film, and he looks the part. Like, he looks like a good-sized linebacker. And he is, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't want to say it, but the prototypical white linebacker who shoves his fucking head into everything. Like, he's got highlights of him on kickoff, uh, him on kickoff return, him on offense at fullback, and him on defense, where he – lays people out, lays them out. He has one at fullback where he goes full steam seven yards 
straight into an opponent linebacker and literally puts him on his ass. Like, no, that didn't stop his momentum, nothing. Just trucked him. Um, so that automatically is like, oh, yeah. Like, I can work with that. Like, right. that that can be a great player for us, even if he is a fullback. If, if he does, never plays a linebacker for Tennessee, literally him as, like, a blocking tight end or fullback would still do just as well. Um, so that in and of itself excites me. Uh, I couldn't get a good gauge on exactly how fast he was. I felt like he had the speed, but it was like, okay, if this running back was a little bit faster, he probably outruns this guy. But I wasn't sure if it's like, okay, he has four, six speed or he's got four, nine speed and his opponents might not be there. So I would just love to see him in person just to tell that. Uh, but I still thought he looked great. I thought he moved well. I thought he was able to find holes in the offensive line, uh, which is, you know, tough when a lot of the offensive line is bigger than you. Like, he's able to squeeze through little gaps. Um, I thought he used his length. You know, he doesn't have a ton, but he would still punch and extend on offensive linemen whenever they would try and block him. There wasn't a lot of those kind of plays, though, because – Obviously, he's putting his highlights on there, the big plays he makes, and some of those he's literally no one touches them. Um, but I do like the fact that he put like kickoff and kickoff return on his highlight tape. And he's like, Yeah, bro, I play special teams too, and I mess mother up. Like he goes in on dudes, and I love that. Tyler, I this is two for two. I I love this tape. I, uh, <laughs> I knew you. I was watching. I was like, Reed's going to cream his jeans, like watching this this white linebacker just lay the freaking hammer on these people. So it, it makes me think, like, why is this guy a three-star? Because he's got the size. He's got the size. I can promise you this kid ain't 4'9". I mean, unless the people he's playing with are horrendous, there's no way this kid's 4'9". This kid, Which I don't – I don't – I mean, I don't think they're horrendous. Like, he plays at Gainesville High School, which two guys that Gainesville, I played with, Javaris and Jordan Gainesville, Williams. Georgia. Yeah. Jerry, oh, it's in Georgia. Yeah, Gainesville, Georgia, not Gainesville, Florida. Oh, okay. So that does make a difference. But isn't that like South Georgia, Gainesville? Yeah. I, think I'm, it I'm is. Not- I, I mean, listen, I'm not here to give you a geography lesson. I think it's South Georgia, and I think there is good competition around that border line. Like, it's always – like that, you know, Florida-Georgia game that's like an all-star game after high school, like it's always been a big deal right there on that on that border. So, he probably is me, facing good competition. So, the funny thing is this is who I – this is this is what I wanted to be in high school. If I couldn't have been Jack, Jack Luttrell with that speed – then uh, this this is what I wanted to be, but I wanted to be six two two twenty, but I was uh, six foot like two hundred. <laughs> so, yeah, me too. Uh, That's what I wanted to be too. <laughs> I didn't want to be three hundred pounds. So I uh, I played linebacker in high school, but then when I went to college, obviously I played safety. But dude, I mean, the offer list I'm looking at here. I mean, I see Florida on there. Okay. A lot of other smaller schools. And listen, that could be just because of one trip and going us watching him and being like, yeah, the kid's a stud, but like these guys aren't really at his level. So he should be dominating. 
But, I mean, you got North Carolina on here. You got Missouri. You got Mississippi State. So, they're at Louisville, you know, Virginia, West Virginia. So, there's other, like, good power five. But You know, I, th- off, I bet I bet he got that Florida one going to a camp. Yeah. So, first off, Tennessee should win this battle. And we did. So, he should pick us. And he did. So, A, that's number, number one. Check. Number two, I like the size already. And my thing is thinking, like, the, I've watched I've watched highlights of other linebackers before who were maybe four stars and maybe five stars, and they were probably not as big as he were, but they were faster. And so maybe they had a little bit – played a little bit better competition, and maybe maybe they didn't necessarily work out. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like I'm not, I'm not knocking the kid. He could go to Houston and play well. I'm just bringing him up because he's a Tennessee guy. I like Aaron Wills' film. But, like, he's not 6'2", 220. Like – and so it's like maybe he was a four-star because the competition was better. But, like, everything that I see from this, like, the number one thing that I love to see about him besides being an athlete is, like, when he sees it, he shoots his gun and he goes. You know, if people don't run outrun him, he, he messes up blocks. Absolutely. He's absolutely runs through blocks. No one blocks him. He <laughs> makes great like, tackles. it literally looks like nobody wanted to touch him. Yeah, he, he, he messes people up. He brings the wood. He plays violent. He runs the line of scrimmage well. There was a highlight, like four highlights through. They threw him a screen route, and he house calls it. Then there was another one on kickoff, and he house calls it. So this isn't like your big, which still isn't necessarily bad, but he's not your big 6'2", 215, 20-pound linebacker with a neck brace, like, <laughs> which I'm not saying those guys can't be good linebackers because yeah. they like – you know, they're reading the guard. They see the guard. They absolutely blow the guard up, and then they make the tackle, and they're like, you know, like, no swag <laughs> McGee. Like, those are fine. But this dude's out here catching screen routes and, and taking kickoffs to the house as a middle linebacker. So or I'm they, or they blow the guard up and miss the tackle because they're too concentrated on blowing the guard up. Right. Like the linebacker from the replacements, by the way, I, it's a disrespect that I don't know that actor's name because I love him as an actor. He is great in Couples Retreat, and he's great in um, – Yeah, he's in, awesome. Uh, in Four Christmases, I think, is what that's called. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's great actor. He's Vince Vaughn's brother. Yeah, great yeah. actor, great actor. Um, you, you also did a little uh, Bobby Boucher with it. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, that's what I love about him because he's athletic. Like I said, maybe he's not a four-star because of – his competition, whatever. I don't care. Everything that I've seen here, I, I think it's I, – I mean, there's not one thing that I've seen like – I mean, he's got some interceptions on here. He plays offense. Like, he plays in space pretty well. Like like I said, he shoots his gun well. Like, he tackles well. He's violent. Like, I, I like him. Like, this is going to be a kid that, you know, fast forward a year. But, like, I'm going to be excited to go to camp and watch him yeah. You know, like I can't, well, I can't wait to go next spring and see Nico and and see kids like this because like this is someone that I'm I'm impressed with. Like, be man, I'd, I'd be surprised if he's not if he's not a starter by his junior and senior year. I, I would be surprised. Okay. So okay, and I mean, all I'm going up and all I'm going off is film. Like I said, I'm not meeting with these guys. I don't know if this guy's you know a complete idiot meathead. You know, got to be smart to play the game. You know, I don't know what his competition's like. I don't know any of that stuff. I'm just watching the film, and I think the kid's a good football player, just like the same thing with Tyree. So, they're both three stars. 
and I knock some sometimes I'm like watching three stars. Like I watch John Slaughter and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like good football player, but like, you know, I don't think he's going to be necessarily maybe a dog, but like, I think both these guys film wise, like look really good. So. Yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, it's good that you say that. Cause like, that's even like, sometimes the connotation is like, Oh yeah. Three-star university. Like, great. You're going to bunch of three stars, but that's not going to make a difference. Um, but sometimes I think people like forget like three stars can definitely make a difference. They, they, they can actually be very good and under the radar gets. And sometimes they're four stars and five stars because, you know, one guy saw them at a camp and it's like actually not worth the hype or they like fit the part of like size and maybe they ran a fast 40, but it's like, well, what, what, what do they actually do on the field? So film the eye in the sky don't lie you know what i mean right. it right. tells you what needs to happen what's what's happening so uh well that's good and you know and you know the other thing that we don't talk about what well, we talk about it but others sometimes people don't talk about with some of these recruits is intangibles like when they get to campus are they still going to want to work hard like are they still have they just really enjoyed showing up on friday nights and they're just more physically gifted and dominant than other people so they show up on Friday nights and they just start, you know, rocking kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you get to campus, like, it's like, bro, everyone at campus rocks kids. Like yeah, everybody, exactly. everybody, everybody's good. So like, are you going to out, are you going to compete? So like, that's obviously some of the other intangible stuff. So, you know, we don't know that stuff either. All we can go off is film and, and stuff like that. But, you know, both yeah. those films I watched, I like. Yeah. You might be the best guy in your region when you're playing in high school, but once you get to college, every guy on the team was the best guy in their region. Right. Like right. it goes up a little bit. Uh, okay. Last one, last commit is uh, Christian Conyer. I hope I'm saying that right. Defensive back. Six one one seventy. I mean, the best part about this is that Kentucky wanted him bad. They wanted him like very He's number bad. One player, number one player in the state of Kentucky. Exactly. They wanted him so bad and we got him. And it just makes me like, Ooh, like chef's kiss. Like I don't care if the guy ever is anything. It's like that still in and of itself feels good. But watching his film, I think, and listen, I watched the, the pinned highlight on his huddle. And this is a film he put together and plays he put on there, but there wasn't a thing. There wasn't a play. There wasn't a big splash that just like really got me to fall in love with him. And I I felt like he had good hips and good mobility when covering receivers, but he's doing the fall behind and catch up like tactic of a DB where he's just like running behind the wide receiver, waiting for that quarterback to underthrow it. But it's like, well, once you get to the next level and the quarterbacks are better and they overthrow you, like, what, what what will happen? And then I think I saw maybe one play where he had to come up and make a tackle. Like, most of his stuff was, you know, maybe they ran a slam, maybe they ran a comeback, and then he came up and made the tackle as they're catching the ball, or he made the tackle right after they caught it, or he tried to bat it, he batted it away once the quarterback threw it. But, like, I didn't see any – hey, running back sweep, break the block and go make that tackle, which I feel like is so important for a DB sometimes. I mean, you play DB in Memphis. I don't know. I want to hear what you have to say. I'm not saying I'm an expert on DB, so. So, 
it's funny you say that because when I first started watching this film, I was kind of like, I think he's good. I, you know, like for, first and foremost, I love that he's the number one player in the state of Kentucky. He came down between us and Kentucky. Once again, like we sh should beat Kentucky. In my opinion, we should beat Kentucky, you know, probably seven out of 10 times in a recruiting battle because mm -hmm. we're just a better football program. We're better. Like they, Mark Stoops has done a good job with them. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to die. Like, you know, they, they are pretty good, but like, I still think with history, tradition, uh, alumni, game day, atmosphere, everything. I just think we're better. Now, I know they came into Middle Tennessee last year and got some kids, which was pretty annoying. So this one feels really good to get back. When I first started watching this film, I was like you. I was kind of like, um, yeah, okay. Like, you know, but like I wasn't necessarily like maybe blown away. Yeah. And then I go I go to the offer list, Tennessee, okay, uh, Cincinnati, Kentucky, Oregon, Louisville. Okay. Like not not bad. I mean, you got Tennessee, Cincinnati, and you got your two home school or your two uh, you know, in-state schools on there, and then you got Oregon. Okay. So like I, I think that's a pretty good offer list. But what I actually did, what what got me back to liking him besides just the fact that he's a really good athlete because like he'll catch it or he'll do, he'll take a, a slant or a touchdown catch. I mean, excuse me, a slant or a go route or, or a punt or a kickoff return and he houses it. Okay, great. Like that just means he's good with the ball in his hands. He's a good athlete. He's a better athlete, but I'm going to tell you what made me, what did make me excited, excited was watching him. And he literally did look like a lockdown, like corner in high school. Like mm. if you are in, in a lot of the times, I think these guys get rated based on sometimes their potential. So it's like right. maybe maybe these people think that he translates better to the college game athletically and physically better than like the other two guys that we just talked about. So maybe those guys have just as good as film as he does, but he's rated higher because of his translation to the game. Yeah. Now – like I said, the offensive stuff, I've seen this a hundred times where they throw the guy who's the best athlete on the field and they throw him a, a, a screen and he, he jukes a couple guys out and outruns. Okay. But what I like is when he, he he's man-to-man, -man, he's not even press covering, and these guys just – like he has really good coverage. Like he's right in their hip pocket. I actually Yeah, so that him. was kind of where I was coming from was like – I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because sometimes like from my point of view – just like really looking at it, like being in the hip pocket sometimes yeah. can be like out of position to make a like if it's a good ball. But you're saying like if you're in that hip pocket, that's where you're supposed to be as a DB. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's let's let I mean, let's remember here. We don't know the routes, so we can't run the route for him. I mean, yeah, it looks great if you're, uh, you know, Tredavious White or Jalen Ramsey or A.J. Terrell. Or, you know, even the guys back in the day, like, you know, Terrell, Terrell Revis. Yeah, it looks yeah. great if they are step-by-step step with you, but sometimes that doesn't happen. And I'm telling you, like, I love this one route that I got his highlights playing, and they tried to do, like, a, a screen and go. Like, one of the blockers comes up, acts like he's going to block, and then, and then releases, and they, like, pump to the guy on the screen, and they try to pump him and get him. And I love his recovery time. Like, he sees it. He realizes it's it's kind of like it's they're trying to fake him out, and then he 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 has the speed to make it up, so he doesn't quit on it. 
like he just looks like a really good fluid athlete at corner. Like I, I, I like seriously, like when he doesn't have a ton of corner stuff on here, but the yeah. ones that he does, but the ones that he does, like it's effortless to him. Like, like he just, I mean, this was a good one. I mean, they tried to run a little screen route on him. He comes up or not a screen route, a little hitch route comes up, makes the tackle. Like, I, I just like there was one that they run a post route on him and he just it's like effortless to him. It's like it's like he's guarding me. Like he's kind of like, all right, I know what this guy's trying to do. Like, let me just sit here and wait and bait him. He's not going to outrun me. And then let me just jump in front of it. Yeah. And so I, I, I think he does look like really good with his feet and his hips. Um, you know, he's got a couple interceptions like I mean, this guy just tried to slow play him and take off on him. And he, he was he wasn't hit pocket. He was stride for stride with him. So. I don't know. I just think he's very effortlessly good, and and I think maybe that's why they rank Do you, him that. As, does I mean does any part of the fact that like no like highlights of him tackling a ball carrier like really make? The... Well, there was no. I mean, I've seen like I think it's the third highlight was him making a stop. His third highlight was like him making a stop at the goal line, so it shows that you know, he's a pretty good, like, he's at least can tackle. There was another one, like, he brought a pretty good physicality tackle on, like, that hitch route I was just talking about. So, mm -hmm. he, I mean, listen, is he out there trying to murder people? Like, I mean, I don't – listen, if you're a really good corner and you 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 can, at, like, take one side of the field away, which I'm not saying that's what he is, but, like, I don't care if he can tackle or not. I Personally, yeah. I personally I love when they come up and tackle. I want that stuff. But I can promise you there's a lot of really good players that had a lot of good NFL careers that made a lot of money. That probably are going to be in the Hall of Fame some days, and they they don't want to tackle people. I mean, like, that was the that was the biggest thing on Deion Sanders. Like, he didn't like to tackle. Right. So, so I'm not I'm not super worried about like, do I love to see a corner shed and rip and come up and 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 you know like Kamal Haddon? I love him. Like, I love when he does that shit. But like, I don't have to have it. Like, I just I just think I just think he's a really fluid athlete. And I think that's why he's a four star. And I think. I, I see why they think he could translate good to a corner in, in the SEC. Yeah. I mean, technically, if your corner is making your outside tackles and your defensive end did the wrong thing because they're supposed to keep contained. Um, so, I mean, you're right. Like, if he can just shut down the wide receiver, then we should be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I seriously, I love that play. I'm watching it again. It, it's on a loop. So, but like that one where they tried to get him on the wheel route. He was hip pocket. He was there. Um, thought he had good feet on this one. They tried to, the guy tried to do an inside route, and the quarterback was rolling to the right, and he could he, he had nowhere to throw it because he's like, it was one of those where they designed like, hey, you're gonna get out. We're gonna beat him deep if he's there. Throw it if he's not. Run out of bounds and throw it. And like, it was it wasn't there. So you know, Christian took it away. So yeah, I mean, I I, I like it. I funny thing is, is like I actually like probably the other two films better. Just films alone, I like the other yeah. two films better. And he's the four star, but you know, uh, a little lean, a little lean for my liking. He's a little guy. <laughs> I like, I like him to get a little bit bigger. Maybe that's why he's not out there knocking heads. But uh, hey, I mean, we can put a little weight on. He's six one, so it's like, yeah, no, yeah, he can get. He can definitely get some, definitely get some weight on him. Um, but I mean, I like, I even remember like Justin Coleman who played with me, he was 180 pounds, but he was shorter. He was probably like 5'10", so he was a little thicker. But he could bench over 315 yeah. at 180 yeah. pounds. Like, yeah. sometimes guys still, if they're if they're not, like, heavy per se, they're light, they can still be very strong. So, I guess it just depends. But uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, as much as the, uh, you know, three star talk there is, it's like these guys all have good film too. So, I mean, like, well, at least, at least, those, at, least the, at least the two that we saw today, I thought they were good films. Yeah, but it's just like you want, like, you want the coaches just to pass on them because it says three star. Like, if their film is good, all right, let's bring them in. I mean, listen, so far we have one five star, five four stars, and eight three stars. You know, listen, if <laughs> you know, I just jokingly say if we landed Carnell Tate and Francis and we have, you know, three five stars on yeah. rivals, I think that's pretty incredible just because I would like to <laughs> like to see us up there at number one or number two competing. But yeah. if you give me if we say if we end the class with how many kids can we sign? Like twenty five? Yeah, it's usually around there, twenty to twenty five. So we're we're sitting at 14 now if you give me if we can land one more five star at some position and one more three star and the rest four stars like i mean yeah so we'll say we'll say if we sign six more people give me one more five star two or three more four stars and the in the rest three stars i'm fine with that like i think that's in his second year we've exactly they've only seen, they've only second seen year if they've only seen him coach one year. Like, I, I, I think that's a good year. And, and this yeah. is going to change, bro, it's 4th of July. Like, we'll, we'll see what happens when we get to the fall. Yeah, exactly. It's plus it's like, it, it's like uh, you know, Bama's been doing this since 2008, bro. Like, they've been doing this for 12 years or yeah. 14 years. It's like they've got a system down. There's a reason why they get so many five stars in their class. It's not just going to happen right away when he gets here. Like, why aren't we getting four or five stars? Well, he's competing for all of them. He's competing for those five stars trying to get them in. They just, you know, some of them pick different places. And what's even better is the five-star wide receiver we wanted went to the Big Ten. The five-star offensive lineman we wanted went to the ACC. It's like they didn't come to SEC schools. We were the top SEC school for them. So – that makes me feel a little bit better too. That they didn't even go to the rivals that you know we consider. Right. I think. I think for me, I I feel which is nice. I feel much better about Heupel and the the other coaches we have to develop. So I'm not as like freaked out about recruiting. I mean, listen, we need. I've said it once. I've said it twice. Like we still need the blue chips you know, that are just like almost like the can't miss. So you have to have those to win. Um, but I, 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 for right now, I, I trust this coaching staff. Now that could, that could easily change. But the other thing about this recruiting stuff, man, like it, it's not as big of a deal as it used to be because of the transfer portal. Like yeah. what, I mean, I don't want to bring up, I don't want to be the very brand news, but like what happens if Nico comes here and things don't work out. He transfers back to USC. Like, you know, like what if, what if Francis or what if Walter Nolan goes and plays at Walter or at, uh, at Texas A&M this year and it doesn't go well and he comes home. So like you have to continue to recruit these guys even more now because of the transfer portal and NIL stuff. Mm-hmm. But what happens if, a, what happens if a Kyler Kerberson goes from Knoxville to Luke stud and he's going to be the number one left tackle taken in the NFL draft. And Tennessee's not that great. Well, what if Alabama comes calling and says, hey, basically, we'll rent you for a year. Come here. We're going to give you, you know, $8 million 
for your senior year and you say, you know what, I love Tennessee. I gave it my all. We just, you know, we just lost our coach. We're not in good shape. Let me go down here and have a chance to win a national championship and collect eight mil. So it's like people got to remember that these coaches don't only – it doesn't it, – it, it didn't end when they were on campus back in the day. Like there were still some where you continued to recruit. But now you got to recruit your entire team every year, and it's exhausting. I, 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 I – Man, you couldn't pay me enough money to be a college coach right now. No, and bro. I think I think I think a lot of them like I think a lot of them. That's why they try to bounce out because they're like this recruiting stuff. That's why the be- I mean, that's why I think uh, Roy Williams and Coach K retired because they're like screw this basketball recruiting. Like uh, it was already hard enough when it was one and done. Now these guys can transfer whenever they want. It's just like Jesus, and I gotta and I gotta get them nil deals. Like come on, dude. It's tough, man. It's tough. You could sign a guy one year and he comes in, he puts his time in, and he thinks he's going to have a chance to be the quarterback, like like Taven Jackson. Like he or he kind of already knows what's up. But like, what if he, or, or or just like the kids at Texas? I mean, they get uh, Quinn Ewers from Ohio mm-hmm. State, and then he's there, and he's like, wow, they just signed Arch Manning. So it's like, is he going to contract to compete, uh, you know, a year later or? Is he going to be annoying? Says, all right, I'll go to another. Like, you, you just – dude, you never know, man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so last thing before we get off, UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten. It, it looks like it's like 2024, probably around the same time Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the SEC. Now, the Big Ten had already grabbed Nebraska from the Big 12. They grabbed Maryland and Rutgers. From Big East, I think they were in something like that. Uh, so they're collecting bodies now. The SEC is collecting bodies. We've already got four teams that are coming from the Big 12. It almost seems like the Big Five, the Power Five, is dying, which it, it saddens me, uh, you know, as the traditional way of thing. Like I was like, I enjoy them. The, you know, the power five. I enjoyed the fact that Big 12 football was fast and high-powered offenses and no defense whatsoever. You know, I, I, I like the fact that the Big 10 was run it down your throat, play good defense, and it's not very flashy, but, man, they're bigger, almost <laughs> bigger than everybody. Like, I like the fact that there was different, like, kinds of football everywhere. <laughs> Um, now it's kind of coming together and it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right. Like it kind of feels icky to be like a California team as part of the big 10. Um, but I, I still am like, okay with it because I know that we are like a founder of the best conference. So it's like being in the sec, the best conference and being like, one of the most traditional schools, a part of it, like makes me feel good. Like, okay, we're going to be fine. I'm not worried about us. I just kind of think about like those schools. It's like, they literally have to change conferences just to keep up. You know what I mean? Even though yeah. they are so traditional, so like they have to change conferences. But now that all this is happening, didn't know if there were certain teams in the big 10, the ACC, or not the big 10, they're, they're going to be fine. But ACC, Big 12, and Pac-12, that you would be like, that would be fun to have in the SEC. 
and possibly play against? Yeah. Um, to, well, before I answer that question, like all this realignment stuff, I don't care. I just, it doesn't bother me. I don't, I could care less. Um, yeah, it was cool to say Pac 12 was high flying, West Coast, Big 12, same thing, run and shoot. Um, you know, Big Ten, it's almost like you're sitting there on a Saturday, and you're like, well, let me flip over and watch some big uglies for a minute at the Big Ten. Yeah. Let me watch this noon kickoff. Yeah. Iowa versus Nebraska. Yeah. And the score and then, is nine to six because they run the ball and kick field goals. Right, right. So it's like, you know, what am I what am I feeling today? I actually do think a lot of college football is it's I think it's all gonna be high powered offenses for a while and then it'll mm-hmm. something will change over, you know, because like SEC, you know, Bama, I mean, Bama's changed, they don't pound the rock anymore, like you know, I think that's kind of a dying breed. I mean, Michigan had to get out of their own way and kind of stop doing that to some uh, some degree. I mean, Ohio State, you know, has been throwing it all over the yard too. So, and I, listen, everyone's still balanced. I mean, the good, the really good ones are still balanced. They're not just mm-hmm. out there Washington State style throwing it or, or Mississippi State style now throwing it seventy five times a game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I just don't care about any of that stuff. I think it's pretty. I think I hate it for the kids out there in the West Coast that are going to be playing, you know, 9 a.m. and then having all these flights. So I think that sucks. But listen, it's it's money. So that's why the universities are doing it. But I hate it for the kids. I hate it for maybe some of the uh, some of the um, rivalries and stuff. But like I said, personally, it doesn't affect me and my team. So I don't really care. Yeah. To answer a question, and to answer your question, who do I want to come to the SEC? I mean, um, no one in particular, unless they're garbage. Like I don't want any. Good, <laughs> I don't want. I don't want any good programs coming to Tennessee because, like, for right now, until it changes even more, the SEC SEC is still going to be the best conference. Now, yeah, when they have when when maybe we only have three, you know, maybe when it's only Big Ten, SEC, and like one other conference, like three or four conferences, like you know, like the SEC is going to be inflated because it's like. The SEC is still the best conference. Like, well, yeah, you added Texas, you added Oklahoma, you added Clemson, you added – so now you're definitely always going to be the best. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So so it's kind of like – but, yeah, for me, like – So do you feel like there's teams you wouldn't want to add? Because I almost get that feeling with Clemson. Like, I don't want them to be no, part of the SEC. I don't want them to be part of the SEC either, but I can tell you this much. I think – I don't think they want to be part of the SEC either. It's pretty nice getting a beat up on, you know – Miami and Francis and Duke. And, 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 and Duke and Pitt and U- a bunch of these lame UNC and, then, and Virginia. Yeah. 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 So it's, they, they, why, it, why would like they recruit high level enough anyways, they don't need to come here and say, Oh, now we're in the SEC come play for the best conference. Like, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I, listen, I don't, I mean, sure. Bring, Wait Forest over so we can get out of the like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, exactly. They're, they're another Vandy. So, yeah, I don't I don't want anybody else unless they're just not very good. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It, you know, if we get a little bit of easier competition, I wouldn't be upset. I'll say this. The only team that I would have liked to have joined the SEC would have been Georgia Tech when they had Paul Johnson, but they don't run that, that triple option anymore. So, it would have just been fun to see them each week like, you know, because they would have caught they would have caught somebody. They would have caught a Florida, South Carolina, Tennessee. Oh, dude, they would have caught, caught like the best team that year in the SEC. They would have caught them slacking. You know what I mean? Like they could have easily caught Georgia slacking last year or something like that, or like 
LSU two years ago, just caught them. Like they, you know, they're running high. They're number one team. They're feeling great. And then they have to play Georgia Tech. And it's like, oh, shit. We haven't looked at any offenses like this right. since middle school, most of those guys. So it's like right. trying to get that down. It, it is not easy playing the wing team. Me and you both, me and you both know that playing against it uh, and how successful it can be. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, I think that was a good pod. Good breakdown. Me and you both. Yeah, that's right. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, watching and listening. If you are watching on YouTube, please hit that uh, notification bell, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Leave something in the comments, whether it's something good, whether it's something you disagree with, whether it's a question you might have for us. Heck, maybe just your opinion on Tennessee football. Anything and everything. It always helps the algorithm. If you're listening on any of the platforms, rate and review um, and share with friends and family, please. Uh, if you want to follow us on any social media at Believe in Tennessee uh, for our main account, Twitter, uh, and then at rbacon26 for read on Twitter, and then at Kyler Kerbison on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all the same. So you can follow me there. And uh, yeah, I just really appreciate you guys. As always, go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.